So Valentine's Day was just last week, but we're shifting gears this week and talking about love gone bad just a little bit. Um, And we have Laura Wasser here as today's guest, who is pretty much the top Hollywood divorce attorney. They call her the Disso Queen. She did my prenup and my divorce, and she did like Johnny Depp's and like all these other people's. But first, we're going to be joined by my new co-host, Maggie Renshaw, who works here at Girl Boss with me. But before we get to know her, I want us all to get to know one of our and one of my favorite sponsors, Goop. So we love Goop, right, Maggie? Oh, my gosh favorite the best so goop has amazing newsletters great content on their site puts on some conferences does some pop-ups makes products and curates other products but the stuff they make is pretty impressive Uh, they just launched something called goop glow which is their morning skin super powder it's a drinkable single serving skin supporter which provides inside out nutrition for a healthy complexion by way of powerful antioxidants vitamin c and e and more good stuff and it tastes pretty good right oh yeah it tastes like a healthy orange sea what does that drink tang oh healthy tang Mm -hmm. Ooh, healthy tang well thanks gwyneth and it does exactly what it sounds like it should it brightens and softens your skin from the inside out to reveal a glowing and smoother looking complexion which we all know i need because i don't know what's going on with my skin right now no to discover goop glow and everything that goop is bringing us from the world of wellness and conscious uncoupling and yoni eggs and hmm. health in general, go to goop.com slash girlboss to hear more about these and other Girlboss approved goop products. That's goop.com slash girlboss. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long, we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word, which was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio. When big-time Hollywood romances end as love gone bad, the stars call Laura Wasser, a highly respected divorce attorney who has represented clients like Kim Kardashian, Angelina Jolie, and Stevie Wonder. She also happens to be my divorce attorney. She did my prenup and my divorce, and she helped me get through a really hard time. Laura has seen her share of divorce drama. They say the average divorce in the United States is $20,000. That's average. That's not like my expensive firm. That's just the average divorce. I mean, think about that. That's that's a year of, of tuition somewhere. She's a brilliant legal mind, and her services come with a super hefty price tag. But after years of being asked to help out friends and assistants, Wasser decided it was time to create a resource that was accessible to everyone who wants to make the experience of uncoupling a little less painful and a little more affordable. 
Recently, Laura launched It's Over Easy, a digital divorce platform that helps clients through the many different points of the divorce process from start to, in some states, split. I just figured there were so many people that were shopping online and banking online and dating online. They might want to be able to get divorced online. Today, Laura joins us to talk about her new company, and she'll share with us some of the best advice for how to swiftly navigate the end of your own Hollywood romance with tips to help you protect yourself and your hard-earned funds from a visit to her office in the first place. But first, I'm here with Maggie Renshaw. Hello, Maggie. Hello. We never have time to talk, so this is our time. (laughs) It's so personal. On Girlboss, we recently did a little piece on life coaching. Oh, yeah. Have you had a life coach? I've had executive coaches, but there's a lot of life coaches out there. I think it's a really interesting world. Yeah, it's super fascinating. It's um, becoming more popular, too. I mean, especially in L.A., this big city, but uh, a lot of people are taking them on because they just lack direction or are overwhelmed with everything out there. This piece just kind of dives into what to look for and then also just to be careful because a lot of people promote themselves as as coaches. Uh So when they're actually just like some person with no experience or advice. Mm -hmm. So when you had an executive coach, what did you look for? I think it's always great to work with someone who's been there before. Mm -hmm. So who's maybe had some kind of experience that's remotely like what you're doing. So if it's an executive coach, then somebody who's or, and you're a founder, someone who's been a founder or CEO before and started and sold companies because it's really different being an executive who's like a career executive than someone who starts a company. Uh, so I guess from like a personal coaching perspective, yeah, somebody who has at least been where you are. I mean, I don't want to count out young life coaches, but I always find people who have more life experience to have a little bit more wisdom than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually one thing too, that when I started reading about life coaches, I was like, what's the difference between a life coach and a therapist, right? They kind of walk you through your life or they help you. Well, there's actually a big difference and I'm going to tell you what it is. When traditional therapy patients find they are not moving forward into action, they seek out the coach to take them to like the next step. They focus on, changing your future rather than just working through things emotionally fixing your trauma Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah and they suggested on the site uh, in terms of coaching a good question to ask is uh, how many people they take on at once how many people Mm -hmm. they've worked with in the past and if you can get any kind of like testimonial or reference from clients because people are pretty precious about the people they've worked with are the names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to talk to anybody that I hire, even if yeah. it's just a consultant, it's always nice to talk to somebody that they've worked with in the past to mm-hmm. say, like, what's it like working with them? Did they make, you know, what are their strengths? Like, you know, did, did it make an impact on your career, your life? That's where you can learn a lot and kind of see through the marketing that we all, you know, that, that, that a given coach might be putting out there. Right, right. And of course, there's always amazing content mm, um, where we're best. coaching you every day on girlboss.com. And don't forget, tickets are on sale for the next Girlboss Rally in Los Angeles this April. It's April 28th. Gwyneth Paltrow speaking. Mm. Bazoma St. John speaking. Mm-hmm. Laura Wasser, who's about hey. to join us, is speaking. Who else? Janet Just, Mock. Janet Mock. Jen Gosh. Such an amazing Ooh. group of Lizzie women. Vasquez. So we're 
just over halfway sold out. Tickets are moving pretty quickly. If you go to girlbossrally.com, you can check out the different registration options and learn more about what to expect. Whoop, whoop. Buy a ticket, y'all. Woo, woo. <laughs> Now, here's attorney Laura Wasser, a Hollywood divorce attorney, author, and founder of the digital divorce platform, It's Over Easy. Laura, welcome to Girl Boss Radio. Thank you. This Thank has you been for having me. a long time in the making. Yes. So, Laura and I met when I asked my attorney, who also was going to officiate my wedding a few months uh, down the road, who the best family family law attorney is, or I mean, another word is divorce attorney. Yes. Um, because I had been advised that I should have a prenup because I had some stuff because I had done some work and had earned, some, you know, and he was in a very different position. And so Laura was my divorce attorney, but she's also the divorce attorney of like everybody from, I don't know, like Johnny Depp, like what's public? Can you even, you probably can't talk about it. Is it just I other just people don't talking talk about, about it? it? Yeah, exactly. It's all public, but I just, bleh. I never talk about you either. So that's good, right? That's cool. There's not much to say. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a very exciting marriage, but let's start at the beginning. Cause I'm just getting to know you more because we've had such a professional relationship. Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up here. I went to Beverly Hills High School. I grew up right here in L.A. And if you had asked me when I was in high school if I would end up living in L.A. and being a lawyer, a divorce lawyer like my dad, mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh, never. So provincial. Never, never. And yet here I am, you know, two kids later practicing in the same firm with my dad. Wow, really? And really liking it. I mean, I lived a lot of other places, Spain and Australia and Switzerland and came back here and realized like LA really is the bomb. It's a good place to live. Notwithstanding what people say, it's a good place to raise kids. Mind you, I have family here. So their grandparents mm -hmm. are here. Their cousins are here. Their aunts and uncles are here. That is helpful. And, um, and what I do, I don't think I could do very many other places because being a family law attorney for kind of high net worth individuals, that's this is the heartland for that. Yeah, yeah, it is here, I guess, in New York, mm -hmm. and then maybe some part of Texas, probably. But did you ever live in New York? You seem like such a New Yorker. I know. I, I went to NYU for a couple of years before I moved back to California and graduated from Cal because I wanted to be a rhetoric major, and they only had that at a few. You went schools. to Berkeley. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> imagine you at Berkeley. Yeah, I love Berkeley, but I was like That's the cool. so I was the New Yorker. Like mm. I was there wearing my like Robert Lee Morris heart, all black, black cowboy boots, and I would just kind of I was a rhetoric major, and I would just kind of like you know walk around the fraternity and sorority people that were like at keggers at Berkeley. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so you. Join the family business. I'm just learning this because yes. your name is on the door. Yes. At it's Wasser. It's Wasser, Cooperman, and Mandels. And there's 17 of us. And yes, you mostly hear about me, but you know, a decade or two ago, it was my dad's firm. And so now people are like, wait, are you her dad? Before it was, oh, you're Dennis Wasser's daughter. So there's been a little reversal in a really great, you know, very proud in his sense kind of a way. So it's nice. Did you start your career at your father's firm at the same firm? I actually started my career working for the Western Law Center for Disability Rights. I was a, I was waiting for my bar results and I started practicing there because I really wanted to help people. So I was basically on the phone with the restaurants and uh, like music venues getting them to put guardrails in the bathrooms for disabled people. And I got married my second to last year of 
uh, law school when I was 25. And uh, very soon thereafter, after my third year of law school, realized that it wasn't going to work out. And so we split up. We didn't have anything except for some credit card debt and a dog, and I got both of them. And I went to my dad and said, can I come clerk here with you while I wait for my bar results because I need some money? And he said, sure. And so all of those like, oh, never, never, never would I work here, never would I be a family law attorney, never would I stay in L.A. changed because being a family law attorney is actually a really cool way to experience all different walks of life, all different kinds of human nature. And I've been doing it for over 20 years now. And there you go. It was through the process of preparing her own divorce that Laura found her way to family law. I have a lot of really competent, wonderful colleagues that do what I do. I feel very blessed that people know me and like me. And that was what enabled me to go on and do It's Over Easy because I think there's that level of credibility there of, oh, she represented that famous person or that famous person. We've heard about her before. She must know what she's doing. And so then they go to the website and go, oh, this is really cool. I can get that level of expertise for myself. Yeah. How did you, you know, because you're you're known for working with high net worth individuals and these pretty public clients, how does that become your jam? The firm already did a lot of high net worth stuff, but because I grew up here and because I have a lot of friends who are reps, whether they're entertainment attorneys or business managers or agents, I knew them from growing up. And so they're like, oh, God, I've got this client who I need to get back on screen or on stage or in, you know, in the studio and they're getting divorced and this is going to ruin them, send them to Wasser. She'll figure out how to get them out of this and then get them back earning my commissions, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's like everybody's aligned. Everyone's helping each other, yeah. yes. Uh, what have you learned working on such high-profile cases? You know what I've learned? And you will not be surprised by this, Sophia. Everybody's the same. We all have the same fears and sadnesses and frustrations and whether you have, you know, six zeros after the number in your bank account or three zeros after the number in your bank account, you still are worried about the same thing, whether it's who's going to be my date to the company picnic or who's going to walk the red carpet with me at the Oscars. You want to make sure your kids are okay. You know, whether you want to make sure you're going to be able to pay your rent or your huge mortgage on your yacht or whatever it is, you still have the same like, oh, my God, how is this going to all go down? In 2013, Laura Wasser wrote the best-selling book, It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family and Bankrupting Yourself. I asked her to tell us about the book. I wrote the book because that was probably like, what, 15 years into my practice, 15, 16 years, because I do represent all these high net worth individuals, but I obviously have a ton of friends and acquaintances that don't have that much money, and I'm constantly trying to help them out. I'm a problem solver, and it didn't make sense to me that that same knowledge wasn't available to other people. So I just kind of vomited out a book and put it down, and people really liked reading it. They said, oh, this really changed how I'm approaching this. Thank you so much. So then the next step, obviously, was it's over easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Divorce is so expensive. I mean, they don't tell you this. I mean, the legal fees alone. So there's, yeah, it's just like just to get a prenup, it's, I mean, I don't know how much it is with someone who's not Laura Wasser, but expensive for anybody. And in California, both parties have to like, so like I hired an attorney for my 
partner so that they could review the thing that Laura had put together, which was like another cost. They say the average divorce in the United States is $20,000. That's average. That's not like my expensive firm. That's just the average divorce. I mean, think about that. That's that's a year of, of tuition somewhere. Now Laura is bringing her legal expertise to the masses with itsovereasy.com, which aims to easily and less painfully guide heartbroken but modern users through the legal steps to divorce. It is for people who want to be the masters of their own destinies, who know that they can get along with their spouse well enough to get themselves out of the situation. Um, If they have kids and they know they're going to be dealing with each other for the rest of their lives co-parenting, if they have some kind of a partnership interest in a home or a business, or if they're just like, hey, we can work this out on our own. Let's get this done. um, Come check us out on itsovereasy.com. It has the forms that you are able to download baked into the platform is all kinds of great artificial intelligence and pop-ups and help. And for the base price of $750, we help you through it just online. For $1,500, which is the next level up, you get 30 minutes with a divorce coach mediator that can kind of help you guys if you hit a wall. And for $2,500, which is our highest amount that you possibly can pay, you will have 90 minutes with that person. So if you really need help, we have found that most of our people probably don't actually use the 90 minutes that they paid for because once they get in the groove of kind of working things out and they've been told what the law is, they apply it. I just figured there were so many people that were shopping online and banking online and dating online, they might want to be able to get divorced online. Mm -hmm. Do you guys handle prenups as well? You can't do prenups online. And the reason is because you need a lawyer Mm -hmm. for a prenup. Mm -hmm. And we don't actually practice law. We are letting people represent themselves. So prenups are a tough one because you need an actual lawyer to represent you. Read it as you will recall. Mm -hmm. Both people need to be representative. So we're not there yet. Wow. So you've been married once? Once for like 14 months. Okay. Cool. Are, do you think you'll ever get married again? I would have to have. You never say never, but I'm in a really lovely relationship right now. It's been five years. He has two kids. I have two kids. We're doing okay. Like, I can't imagine. Uh, we've talked about it, and I'm like, let's think of one good reason, and we haven't been able to think of one. So Yeah. Yeah, it's like such a romantic thing to do. I mean, I think that's the reason. It's like, it's really romantic. It you get to I have a party. I think everybody should do it once. You have some great photos for social media. Exactly. Um, I don't know, and I also think that, like, having making promises keep... Mm, like, I think sometimes, like, saying, like, I'm going to build a $100 million company, is, that's probably the thing that, like, maybe allows you to set, you're setting the bar right. high, the right? Commitment. Yes. The commitment level high. Oh, my gosh. What if, I mean, and I don't know if I'll ever get married again, but, like, is there a word that's better than boyfriend for someone when you're, like, over 18? Because that word See, is just, like, thing. I'm so tired of calling him my boyfriend. It does It does kind of come around. Once you get to be over 45... It's, like, cool. You dig calling him your boyfriend. <laughs> like, I'm nearing... I can see 50 on the horizon. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my boyfriend. I love it. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. <get> there. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it was, like, such a scary kind of time knowing when, when things were rocky and I wasn't sure if we were going to make it or not as a couple, like looking out at my future being like, wait, I'm like 30 and I'm going to be a 
divorcee and like saying that just feels like such damaged goods and on the other side of it everyone's like is there starter marriage right. like is exactly there, like it's cool and i'm like oh my gosh that was a really expensive thing to do for cool but but what did um, i tell you you will never be in that situation again not mm-hmm. that exact one There's a bit of good news on this otherwise sad subject. Researchers have reported that the rate of divorce is actually falling a little. While we've been hearing that about half of all marriages will end in divorce, according to the data from the National Survey of Family Growth, in the period between 2006 and 2010, the probability of a first marriage lasting at least a decade was 68% for women and 70% for men. But for those of us who have experienced divorce, those numbers are still too high. We'll have more with Laura Wasser in just a minute, but first, wouldn't it be nice if there's a company who could help you take the stress out of the recruiting and hiring process? Oh my gosh, it's really bogging us down. It takes so much of everyone's time to go through resumes, to do phone calls, first a phone call, then an interview, and then, you know, you may find out that the person's expecting twice as much as you have budgeted or may not have the experience that you need for the seniority of the role that you're looking for, and it's just... You can really spin your wheels. And that's why I love ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for the job. So it totally revolutionizes recruiting. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And right now... Girlboss Radio listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Girlboss. That's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot com. That's a lot of letters. Slash Girlboss. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And since the theme of today's episode is about making things easier, I want to talk a little bit about ShipStation. Hey, Maggie, you do a lot of shipping, right? Honestly, I do. I I use ShipStation, and it actually has made it really easy for me. It's not your job description, but you do it anyway, and it's the best. Yeah. It actually is really, really easy. You print everything out. You have the label, but you also have everything that needs to go in there. So it kind of makes it a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. You literally just pop it in the box from your desktop, from your phone. ShipStation's been a really great partner for us and allow you to create shipping labels for FedEx, USPS, UPS. It works with Squarespace, Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Etsy, pretty much anything you might be selling on. Easy peasy. it's the number one choice of online sellers. So, mm, duh. And right now, you can try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use the promo code GIRLBOSS. That's ShipStation.com. And before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in GIRLBOSS. That's ShipStation.com. Enter GIRLBOSS. ShipStation. Make Make ship ship happen. happen. Now back to Super Attorney Laura Wasser. So tell me about like becoming an entrepreneur because you've been, I mean, you've been an attorney for so long. And I mean, in many ways, you've always been an entrepreneur because, I mean, yes, you have partners, but you also, you're only as good as like the way you handle your cases, right? 
Um, what's it been like starting a company and like, how did you, what were the first things that you did? It's been interesting. I mean, like, you know, you were asking me before the interview, like who did your tech, who built the site? Like I've had amazing support and gotten really lucky with the people that I've kind of been working with and partnering with. It's been a learning experience. There's been a couple like soul crushing parts of it where you just have to pivot and go in a different direction. I have built our company, run a firm, done that kind of stuff. So I do know how to deal with people. And I also think that 20 plus years being a family law attorney teaches one a lot about how dealing with people and managing expectations. So that's helpful. That For me, the kind of best and worst part of it has been the PR, because for all these years, I've been so quiet about our clients and keeping everything under wraps. And we have this like line at our office where if somebody calls from the media when we're representing someone famous, they just go straight to that line and no one ever talks to them. We're so guarded about it. And I've really had to kind of put myself out there and go on this tour and be in New York and going on shows. And I'm not used to it, although I've gotten used to it because you kind of do have to put yourself out there if you want people to know about it. And I so do believe in this that I've done it, but it's definitely been exhausting. I think I had like fake eyelashes on for about 14 days straight at one point. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) only radio from now on. Does it kind of, yeah, because when I go on press tours, it feels like I'm not actually working. I'm just talking about work. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel very productive, even though it's probably sometimes the best thing that you can do for your business. Yes. But you're just like, they show me the numbers every day of who like clicks on it after I've been on something. So that keeps me going. It's that's work. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So for our listeners who are probably in their late 20s, early 30s or beyond anybody really who may be engaged Like, what are the things that they should be thinking about, you know, before they get married? Yes. Talk. Communicate. Communicate your expectations. I think it's so important that both of you know, not just the legal stuff, like, oh, if I have a baby and I don't go back to work, are you still going to pay support, whatever. Stuff like, my parents, they're older. Are they going to come live with us or are we going to put them in assisted living? Vacations. Are we going to save money so that we can go on vacation every year? I'm 30. I don't ever want to sleep on a futon again of one of your frat brothers. If we're going to go on a trip, I want to stay in a hotel. Is that in our budget? These are things that are not really super romantic or sexy, but they're really important to talk about so that you have clear communication and clear expectations. And I believe from my work that I've done over the years with people that do prenuptial agreements, when you have clear expectations, it enables you to stay together longer. Not all of you, some of you, but I do. Most of the people that we do prenups for, some of the knockdown, drag out arguments about some of those terms never come up again because they've talked about them and they figured it out. Does it sometimes kill the marriage before the marriage ever happens? It has. Where like the, it has. the prenup is just people Done. can't come to terms. Yeah, wow. they can't. Well, you really do see a person's true colors. I mean, if you're marrying a gold digger, for example, that's going to come out during the prenup negotiations. And sometimes people go, you know what? I, I don't want to do it. Or sometimes people say, look, I love you, but I'm not getting married to you without a prenup. And she'll say, or he'll say, well, I'm not getting married with these terms in a prenup. And then they go, well, then let's not get married, but we'll stay together. We just don't want to adhere to the laws in the state regarding marriage. We're not down with those. Yeah. Well, how often do you see people deliver on more than what their prenup says? Really? Often. Yeah, because a lot of my clients do. I'll say, look, here's, here's what you have to do under this prenup. Let's throw a little money at this problem and let's save you. I mean, any prenup will have some interpretation questions or sometimes people will come in and go, I didn't understand the prenup. I didn't know what I was signing. And even though it is airtight, you're still going to spend a lot of money trying to prove it's enforceable. So let's give him or her this plus this 
and be done. Quickly, easily, move on. And that usually works. Is there anyone that you think shouldn't have a prenup? I think there's people that don't necessarily need prenups. I think if you both get married when you're very young and you're really, really going to cast your lot together, as long as you have clear communication, look, we're both earning this money or I'm going to earn the money and you're going to have this part of the relationship duties, you may not need one. I still think you should have those conversations so Mm -hmm. that it's clear what the expectations are. Um, Also, people come to me a lot when one party has a lot of family money and they want to make sure that it stays separate. In California, at least, that's going to be your separate property no matter what. So you don't have to worry too much if you're going to inherit a ton of money. That's going to be your separate property. Again, important to have that conversation. Yo, just so you're aware, all this money, it's not my money. It's my family's money. It's never going to be your money unless I inherit it and I spend it on us. But Mm -hmm. it's never going to be half yours. And sometimes that can be a real relationship killer, too, if people have a misconception about that. Marry, divorce, single for life, it's totally your decision. This is a judgment-free zone. And your decision is an incredibly complex and personal one. But whatever your status, the only thing that's clear is that the picture of divorce is much more complicated. And it's one that changes based on your socioeconomic background, your education level, income, location, and a whole slew of other factors. What are the characteristics of the couples that make it work? Clear communication and and respect. I mean, we are often so much kinder to people that we don't know than to people that we wake up next to every morning. Mm -hmm. We take them for granted. There's a lot of resentment that kind of comes with relationships on the day in, day out, particularly if you're raising a couple kids, it's stressful, money problems, all of these things. Really, really carve out time for the one other person in your life besides you who you should be loving and respecting and caring about that much, besides also your kids. But like, you kind of have to take care of them. Carve out date nights. Sex begets sex. Have sex. You may not always feel like having sex. It does, right? Because once you start having sex, once you're like, I gotta get some sex. Once you stop, it's like really weird to start again. You're like, yes, it's awkward and weird, but like, you know what? (laughs) Bite the bullet and get in there. Bite something. Get in there. (laughs) Don't bite too hard. (laughs) And what are some of the? I guess what are some of the red flags that you see come up before people get married that are like, oh, I saw that one coming. Uh, any? Do you have any of those? I think it's when you can see somebody's thinking something and not saying it. And I will say sometimes if we're all sitting in a room on a prenup, I'll say, say it. Get Let's get it out there. Say it. Because if you're just thinking, oh, he's cheap or, oh, she just wants this. Forever, say it. Put it on the table. Get it out. Because what happens is, like I said, these resentments build up and then that leads you to go do something else. You're pissed mm-hmm. off at your spouse because he didn't buy you a Valentine's Day gift, even though you told him not to or whatever. And so you're like, fuck this. And you go and you sleep with somebody else. Or oh, you go and you spend too much money that you guys have been Don't saving be for that something hoe. else. Right. But whatever it is, it's not the reason that the, that's not the reason the relationship is bad. The relationship is bad because you have all these resentments and you're not talking about them. Yeah. How many of your clients are women who have more of the money, who are the women that are in the the position? A lot more these days. And you would be surprised how surprised they are when they come in. And they go, okay, so I we were high school or college or business school sweethearts. We were both going to be totally, you know, power brokers. We were stars. We got married. And like, I don't know, two years in, he said, I'm going to write a screenplay. And he just started staying home. I've been working. I've been making all the money. I've contributed to our retirement accounts. I'm still the one that's organizing the play dates and the nannies and whatever else. It's not exactly like he's this Mr. Mom. 
and I got to get out of this. So can you get me out of this, Laura? And I said, yeah, but just so we're clear, getting out of it means half the retirement, half the house, and you're going to be paying him spousal support and possibly child support. And they're like, no, I came here to get this albatross off from around my neck. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's the law is gender blind. It's probably cheaper just to have a roommate. Cheaper to keep him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then if someone's like thinking about divorce, like someone, I mean, hopefully someone in the position of, the person you just described could figure out a way to work it out. But that it's, it's tough when one person just is like, I'm going to have a pipe dream. Right. And, and you sometimes know. also people are like, I don't care about the money. I just want to be happy. I'll go make more money. I just want to be happy. And I'm too young. That's, to that's just what I told myself. Yeah. But what are what if you're thinking about getting a divorce? What? are the things you should think about first? Well, one of the things about the site, just to give it another plug, is that we've got an amazing <laughs> amount of content, blogs and and articles by people who are professionals in different fields that surround breakups and divorces and family law, and people who have actually gone through it, like dads who have had custody of their kids, or you know moms who are getting back to dating again, spouses who go on vacation together even though they're split up, but they really like want to experience Africa with their kids all together as a family. So there's a great fount of information on it's over easy, even if you're not planning on getting divorced, but you might want to educate yourself about the process or somebody that's a friend or family member is and you want to be able to be supportive of them. Come on, that part of it's free. Check us out. Um, The other thing to know is and to think about is who's going to be my support group going through this? Okay, whether I have a lawyer or I do it online, who's going to you know, talk me through it. Who am I going to go, you know, see afterwards? So we also have this amazing provider directory that has the person that's going to give you the spray tan before your first date after you get divorced, the person that's going to style you, the person that's going to help you get your health care because the health care that you got through your spouse's company isn't available to you anymore, the person that's going to help you redecorate your new apartment, brokers, all those people, co-parenting counselors, therapists, that support system that we've kind of vetted and curated is on there as well. So it's the, really a full resource and we're hoping that we can help people that are going through this process so it doesn't have to be the end and miserable it's really just the beginning of the next chapter of your life how do you know it's time to make that decision like if i don't know you don't, yeah i don't know i think we've tough. talked about this before it's like you there's never and that's a chapter in my book you, it's called how do you know like there's not like a lightning bolt sometimes people come in and go okay so i came home from work and my nanny was blowing my husband in the den while my two kids were like napping you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But short of that happening, you don't know. There's not going to be any like sign from God that it's time. And so you have to really think about what the ramifications are going to be. Are you equipped to do this right now? How is it going to affect your kids, your family, your spouse, whatever? And you want to do it in the most respectful, compassionate way, too. Usually both of you know something isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. I definitely suggest being in counseling even before, just mm-hmm. so that you can talk about it with a third party there that's kind of a mental health professional that knows how to deal with that. If that's in your budget, it's worth putting a little bit of money into those, whether it's marriage counseling or an exit strategy. It's good to have another person there to kind of give you some boundaries for those conversations. So perhaps you're thinking about marriage, or you're already married, or in some phase of ending a marriage. The topic of divorce, especially when you're madly in love, can be uncomfortable, even taboo. So I asked Laura to deliver some of her best advice for those of you about to take a walk down the aisle. 
when you get married, you have this, as you said, amazing ceremony, and you probably have a priest or a rabbi or judge that's like doing the ceremony, and you have flowers, the florist, you've got the cake, you've got the venue, you've got your gorgeous dress, all of these things, a string quartet, then a band for the party afterwards. You sign contracts with all these people, right? But the contract that you actually sign or enter into as you're walking down the aisle, almost nobody knows what the terms of the contract Mm -mm. are. When you get married in California, you are agreeing that everything that you earn or create, if you're a screenwriter, if you're a painter, sculptor, stylist, anything that you do and anything that you receive as compensation for those services is called community property, which means 50 cents of every dollar belongs to your spouse if you split up. Also, anything that you earn will be looked at if you split up in terms of what you pay him or her so that he or she can continue to live in the marital lifestyle to which you became accustomed during the marriage. And usually that will last for about half the length of the marriage if your marriage is less than 10 years. And if it's more, it could go on and on and on. If it doesn't re- work out, I recommend only doing it for a year. Yeah. it was That's part <laughs> of why I saved so much. Yeah. What else? I think people really need to know that in most states, particularly California and New York, Custody is going to be relatively equal. You don't get the kids just because you're the mom anymore. You get the kids based on what's best for the kids. And what's best for most kids is that they spend equal time with both of their parents. And I think it's really important to know this isn't a legal thing, but the kind of respect and consideration that you give your ex is pretty much what you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. How often do people get really, really nasty? Like, is it pretty common? Often, but less often, I think, than it used to be. I think that there's an awareness about it now. When my older son, who's 12, started kindergarten, his dad and I were the only parents in the class that weren't living together. And now he's in seventh grade, and it's about 45 to 50% of his classmates have parents who are separated or divorced. Do you think it's because of Gwyneth's conscious uncoupling? No. I think, <laughs> and that's why people say to me, well, God, you have this website. Do you think you're encouraging people to get divorced? I think people are getting divorced. I think Gwyneth's conscious, un- un- conscious uncoupling, I think it's over easy. I think the book help people deal with the emotional part of it in a way that is healthier. But I, but I think that people are, it's happening. Mm-hmm. What are the tax benefits? Is Ugh. that even a thing? No. And it used to be that for at least alimony, spousal support, the payor, the person who was paying, got a tax deduction. So if you're paying $10,000 in a high tax bracket, you're probably really only paying, I don't know, 7000 and the person who was receiving the support, the 10000 was paying taxes on it as though or income to him or her. And so they, in a lower tax bracket, were probably getting almost the full, like, nine ninety five hundred. At the end of 2018, that all changes based on this tax reform. And so there will be no tax benefit whatsoever to anybody. It'll be a straight number. It will make people who do what I do have a more difficult time negotiating because now you have to come up with an actual net number. And the people who are paying ten are going... I don't want to pay a full 10. I'm not getting any tax benefit. You will now have two different classes of taxpayers because the people that got divorced and entered into judgments prior to the end of 2018 will be getting that benefit and nobody else will. Hmm. I, I always hurry up and get your divorces, ladies. Up, divorce. <laughs> so it definitely is going to be, I think, problematic. Eventually, it'll even itself out. But somebody was saying when they were trying to pass that tax bill, well, we don't want to give people a benefit getting divorced. And I was thinking... 
no one's running to get divorced because mm-hmm. of the great tax benefits. I assure you. Is does marriage have good tax benefits? It's yeah. If you file married, you can get some benefits. Absolutely, I but I don't think there's there's benefits um, tax wise, and then I guess there's some insurance benefits. People get married often for insurance benefits and, you know, obviously some of the immigration stuff. But I would caution anyone that's getting married for any reason other than really wanting to be with this person, maybe not the rest of your life, for, but for at least a pretty damn long time. That's why you do it. Don't yeah. do it for any other reason. What percentage of your prenups end up in divorce? Not many. Really? Really? You told me that when I got married and I, after I got divorced, I, we, we I was like, Because I, I think you are just this. being, you trying to prove me wrong. I swear. <laughs> not very many of them come back. What is, what's some of the craziest stuff you've seen couples negotiate in a divorce? <sighs> well, I've seen people do a lot of negotiating over pets, which is so interesting because people treat pets like their kids. In the law, pets are like a table like it doesn't you can't like have custody of a cat you basically either get the cat or you don't if you want to share your cat you could share it just like you share a table but a judge isn't going to come in and think I think the best interest of the table is that it spends weekends with you and during the week with her Aww. so but yeah I know I look I get it I, I have animals I understand how you could really that it's just that's not the law I, I had a case years ago when I was a baby attorney where my client had a huge and amazing wine cellar, like just crazy. And his wife was being allowed to take out maybe a hundred bottles of wine from the cellar that were going to be hers. So on the day of this, of the wine move, they had like this fancy moving company and they went down into the cellar and I was supposed to be there to supervise it. And I'm sitting upstairs at this house that's in Bel Air and the guy from the moving company says, uh, you might want to come down here and see this. And I said, oh, no, what happened? He takes me down to the wine cellar and the wife had steamed off the label of every single, thousands of bottles of wine, not her hundred, and of every single bottle in this very expensive wine collection. She had taken all the, st- all the labels off so you couldn't even tell what they were anymore. Just to be such a dick? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And my client was this, this was like his third marriage. He was a super cool guy. And what he decided to do was he had a party every Thursday night, a dinner party, and he'd bring up bottles of wine and they would, you'd play guess, guess the wine. But no one knew the answer. Yeah. Well, they didn't care. It was you really sure, good wine. There was, there was no wrong. By the time you've had it. <laughs> Can social media get in the way of you know, getting married or getting a divorce, like, can it be used against you? Yeah. I mean, we have cases right now, sometimes in custody cases, you have somebody that wants custody of the kids and then you pull up their Instagram page and they're just like, I mean, people aren't posting themselves partying as much as they did when social media first came out. But a lot of the financial things, oh, I have no money to pay you support. And then like, here I am in a Ferrari, you know, here I am on my private jet. Those now are like being pulled and printed and used as exhibits in court saying like, I think maybe he might be misrepresenting (laughs) his financial situation. I don't know. Look, look at this. What is the number one reason that people is it like cheating is it no it's lack of communication it's growing apart it's just people growing in different directions we right now on the website are in california and new york but we some of the next states that we're rolling out to are those that have some of the highest divorce rates so besides the really big states like florida and texas that have lots of people states like oregon and utah have super high divorce rates and it's because they have such young brides people are get get married so young that then they kind of grow up and go, oh God, that, that's not who I want to be with for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm different than I was when I was 20. Before she left, I asked Laura to tell us about her most recent girl boss moment. 
I think my most recent girl boss moment was in the, at the very end of January, right after our launch, the NASDAQ building had a picture. I mean, it must have been, you know, it's a huge building in Times Square of me on it. And I was like, I mean, I had to leave the city because I couldn't even see it. It was too big. (laughs) But that was a pretty girl boss moment. Like I said, I am not the most like public person. I don't even have an Instagram page. Like I don't do that. And so just that picture of me so huge on a building, it didn't have my name. It just said it's over easy.com, like online divorce available now. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. My last question is, and this is something we think a lot about and everything, all the content we create at Girlboss, I really want to center around, which is like, what is this concept of success and what does it mean for each of us individually? So we're having a conversation collectively about like what it means for you and what it means for me and what you learn from that and from winning this and from losing that. And it's different for everybody. Yes. Um, What does success mean to you? For me, success is 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 balance. I mean, you know, I have two kids and they're young, so they need to be like driven. And one of them had the flu a couple weeks ago and you have to be able to be there and be present for them because you realize that it's a really short period of time that they're little and that you're forming them and being with them. And then also, you know, I have now two careers and then, you know, I have family and friends and a, and, and a significant other. Maybe that's what you call them, not a boyfriend, significant other, mm-hmm. I guess. And, and it's... <laughs> It's and it's not there's not always balance. There's some days I'm just like a complete hot mess. But the days that you kind of have balance and there's that moment of like, I got this. Like I did everything I was supposed to do today. Nobody cried. Nobody like hates me. I don't feel like a complete failure. And believe me, there's plenty of days you have that. But the days where you kind of end the day and you go, I got this. Like I did good today. That to me means success. I feel like we are so lucky to like live in the time we do. And yeah, there's a lot of shit going down that's not so good. But for the most part, you you have your loved ones. Everybody's healthy. That when you have that, I got this moment. That to me is success. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Girl Boss Radio. Thank you, Maggie, for joining me. And come join us at the Girl Boss Rally in Los Angeles on April 28th. And subscribe to Jericho's podcast, Self Service. So, Girl Boss Rally, you can go to girlbossrally.com. For self service, go to the iTunes store and type in self service. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Leave a review for this podcast, too, if you like it. And go check out the new Girl Boss Academy, which includes over 30 hours of videos with talks, panels, keynotes, and workshops from renowned creatives, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. This is your front row pass to every rally we've ever had and are about to have all from the comfort of bed basically so get inspired and you don't even have to get dressed that's at girlboss.media